0: Hello and welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host Sam C. We're presented by The Athletic. Today on the show, Matt Penny is back in the building for the second part of our college coaching jobs ranking. Penny, we went so long on the last one; it's a lot to go through, though. So I figured we'd come back for. Uh, A little bit of a second part here. We were going something like four minutes per school, and I figured this would be a good like hour-long podcast for us. Uh, The top 12 coaches uh, coaching jobs in college basketball. That'd be funny. If I made you rank the top, 25 coaches in college basketball that would be even funnier because uh you,
1: I, I would need like a somebody not for me Yeah, i would need a direct <laughs> line to your funny. text yeah. messages yeah. i feel like no 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 that would be bad it, it, it's good we're, we're doing part two I, I do feel like i never left and I, it's just a, a very grassroots basketball feel of kind of two in a day you got a cliffhanger ending and hopefully after listening to the last podcast it riled up enough people but they know the teams that were remaining and they're, they're saving their, their real hatred toward both of us for after when this one posts.
0: So this is a very difficult list to put together. I will say, though, the reason that we cut it off at 12 was that I personally felt that there is like a bit of a line when you go from 13 to 12. Like, I thought that that's where the tier breakdown was, to be honest. How, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, looking at it, it's probably we probably have two tiers left, and uh, I want to say we probably covered the the third tier and and all elite. So let's not get crazy about saying this is a third-rate job. We're not; these are all outstanding jobs. These are just the top twelve or so that fall in that echelon of of one and two.
0: Do we want to do like a quick little run through again? And I'll lead, I'll give you the floor mm-hmm. to do this of the things that we're looking at for uh, when yeah, it comes absolutely. to rating jobs
1: yeah it's it's imperfect let's let's start there but it was more program history what the head coaches paid location of the school conference affiliation fan attendance if multiple coaches have won there and ultimately job security
0: yeah budget in general as well i think is a good one like how much money does the university have period um, you know, fan base again is an enormous one. Recruiting base is an enormous one. Um, just a, a lot of different things to run through. And I, I think that, uh, I'll, I'll be very interested to see what the response was to that podcast because we're recording back to back here. Um, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, angry I, made I, all I of am, you. too. Yeah. I, I will assume yeah. that all of you are just very kind and being very, uh, positive in my mentions. Um,
1: you know what the funny thing about about you is though is because you are on the other side of the globe and you're whatever ten hours different. You can you post and then you can go to bed and then you wake up around like four o'clock. Um, I don't want to say American time, but East Coast time. And and you must be like flooded when you open up Twitter and the the bell has a, a million notifications. So you don't have to like deal with it in real time. as like they trickle in like here's three, here's five, here's ten. You get hit with it all at once.
0: So, like, here's the thing. I've been looking at Twitter a lot less recently. Um, It's been great. (laughs) Like, I I really enjoy interfacing with people. But, man, has it been great not to see that negativity all the time? But Uh, you don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah like I, well, I really it's, appreciate
1: it's 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 the yeah it's the Batman thing right it's a, you die and be a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain it's like we're all going to become the villain in the podcasting world and maybe this is the one that, that pushes you over the top but if you don't read the negative stuff you, it can never really set in either it wasn't negative well, if I didn't hear it
0: I really appreciate everyone who is very positive in my mentions and is very kind and uh, you know just just doesn't try to bring people down Having said that,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah,
0: the NC State fans are coming, Matt.
1: (laughs) 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 Coming after you. We we never. Your your show. I'm just I'm just a guest here. I don't know. I don't even have a a title. This is the Sam Vecini Game Theory Podcast. So pack
0: pride's coming for us.
1: Say, oh, I had him 12th. (laughs) I had him 12th. Sam bumped it down. He was the one who put it there.
0: Oh my God, Penny. Where is UMass on this list?
1: Uh, just outside 26th. I, I did my best to contain myself when we, when we did talk about Syracuse. How UMass is the only team ever to beat them twice in a single season at the Carrier Dome. I, I bit my tongue, <laughs> but now there were a part two. I, I need to I need to mention it. That's my fun tidbit of the day.
0: Oh man, UMass would be. It
1: uh... happened because we played them in the regular season, and then the NIT they hosted a game, so we had to go there. We beat them again. Yeah,
0: that's uh that's beautiful. Wait, were you on the team when that happened?
1: That was yeah. It's my my fifth year. My last hurrah.
0: God. Did you, you might have played in those games then if it was your fifth year? No
1: shots. No, no. I think I played in two games my fifth year.
0: Blowouts? Blowouts?
1: And one was senior night. Uh, yeah, of course there are blowouts. I don't know if I said this before, but on senior night, they, they give you like the frame jersey and, um, I had two of them, so I, I told the coach, I said, look, coach, I don't, I don't really want to do senior night again. I did it. I don't want it to be a thing. No, nah, you're going out there. Go out there. So there's, like, four other guys and me, and they have their framed jerseys, and they gave me a clock. So <laughs> there's my teammates holding their framed jerseys. They're like, putting their finished basements one day, and I, I'm holding this, like, little handheld clock that says Matt Penny, UMass.
0: Are, are we talking, like, a a Flav clock? Like a clock no, necklace? Uh,
1: it wasn't a necklace, but it was probably, like, that size. You know, like, a, like a really tiny grandfather clock that you put on like your desk or something <laughs> oh my god yeah, Love it. It's, Love uh, it's all, so all, all the the layers unravel on the pod
0: is is this like a clock that was made for you or was this like a clock that was just randomly in and yeah no <laughs> it
1: wasn't like that it was a target being like yeah can you grab a clock for penny i know and you gotta hand him something no it, it said like matt penny umass basketball or whatever graduate Pat senior penny. what are you still doing oh, no, on the back side? It says what are you still doing here why are you paying for <laughs> a fifth year dummy <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So, let's dive in. Number 12, the Michigan Wolverines. So, I think people might be a little bit surprised to see Michigan over, like, more traditional basketball powers, like Villanova or Connecticut or Syracuse or Georgetown. The thing about the Michigan job, though is that so many people now have had like a very real track record of success. Um, like Steve Fisher goes and like recruits the fab five and leads them to the national title game. John Beeline uh, leads them to a national title game. Juwan Howard uh, leads them to a number one seed and uh where I can't even remember where they went. Did they go to the Elite Eight this year? Yeah, they went to the yeah, Elite Eight
1: this they, year. they lost with the, uh, the Air airball yeah.
0: yeah. So we're now at the point where this is kind of a self-sustaining job almost. And I think that that's really, really, really uh, an important part of why I think the Michigan job is as high level as it is. In addition to that, uh, I will just note that like... This has every resource you could want, like just every single resource uh, in terms of money, in terms of um, like budget. It, it has like a pretty real recruiting base because of Detroit. Like it's a really, really high level job. I think
1: all these big Ten ones, I'm just going to defer to your expertise because being a, a, a big 10 guy also uh, as the sustainability thing, you talked about number one recruiting class in the country for next year too. Joel Howard, when he's hired, it was kind of, eh, can he can he work the NBA thing? And he's he's done so in way exceed expectations, if that's even possible. And now bring in even higher level guys. They average twelve thousand fans a night. The pay is is good and on par with the the upper tier of that league. Uh, I liked it a little bit more than Michigan State, but they're they're right there neck and neck.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, and we'll talk about that versus Michigan State here in a minute, but. um like, the Michigan brand is just, like, national. Like, it is something that people care about across the country, and I think that that's a big reason why Jawan Howard has been able to go out and recruit in the way that he's been able to hit the ground running recruiting. Um, yeah, just a very, very high-level job, I think. Like, no question about that.
1: And it's authentic, too, because sometimes you have a coach come in and he's selling the, the past and what they've done. Like, Jawan Howard was the Fab Five. Like, yeah, you know those guys that, that changed being cool in, in college basketball? Like, that was us. Yep. And to, to be able to go into a living room then also sell that he's a former NBA player and the guys that they brought in, it's, it's not a, a difficult thing. We can also throw out that the best football player of all time, Tom Brady, went to Michigan. There's just every available resource you can have
0: yeah um i I would say that this tier also runs from like 12 to 7 because i I think that and we're gonna you're gonna see that there are a lot of these big 10 jobs in this range um basically all of these four top big 10 jobs i think are very very close like you you can make a real case for just about any of them i think
1: Uh, i totally agree with that and there's a, a couple coming up here which others may disagree with and i i don't I really think they're wrong either this was more difficult from getting from here to five than i think it was getting from 20 to 12
0: yeah i agree with that we we flipped this range from like 6 to 12 a lot It's just really, really hard, I think, to kind of navigate all of these schools and all of the different things they bring to the table. So number 11 is Michigan State. Um, Michigan State really cares about basketball. Like Michigan State basketball is the show in town, Um, even ahead of football, even though the football program has had very real success. And while Tom Izzo is synonymous with Michigan State basketball in a real way, Michigan State also has a real track record of success beyond Tom Izzo. It's not just Tom Izzo that has had the like level of uh, level of success. Even though Tom Izzo certainly um, winning, you know, or going to nine Final Fours or whatever he's gone to, uh, is the big you know catalyst here having said that judd heathcote was the coach before tom Izzo was there for 20 years had magic johnson um yes that helps. and won a national championship so like michigan state has a real like 50 year track record of success at this point and i think is deserving of like a like in within this like second tier of jobs like being in that second tier of jobs
1: and the, the support is Unwavering, I, I guess you could say at fourteen thousand fans a night. I'm a little, I'm more worried about who the the next guy would be to follow Tom Izzo than I mm-hmm. would at Michigan, I guess, because he we are kind of getting into this iconish range of of guys as we get toward the top, and it'll still obviously be an attractive job. I just don't know who's gonna slip in and try to fill those shoes.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely right. Um, The thing that I will also mention about Michigan State is when you talk to coaches in the Big Ten, like the two places that I feel like I hear most that you don't want to go play, even like above Indiana, like I hear coaches not like going to Michigan State and having to play in the Breslin Center and not liking to have to go to Purdue and play because Mackey Arena also gets extremely loud. Like those are the two above all that I hear like just exceptionally difficult to go win there
1: the is own right
0: yeah i mean it's it's real uh wisconsin's also a really good one like you know with wisconsin and purdue like just barely missed our list like i think that you can really make a case for either of those two um Rutgers is also like a random one that big 10 coaches talk about but the two that i hear absolutely are um michigan state and then um, Purdue is also a really tough place to play so I, I think that the fact that it's as hard as a place to play as it is, the track record is as long as it is um, multiple coaches have had this ridiculous level of success it's very clearly like a second tier um, top you know, 12 job in the country.
1: Of the elite of the elite you always have to kind of right. <laughs> add the asterisk so the, the pitchforks aren't thrown at you too
0: yeah okay number 10 so we're into the top 10 now
1: arizona top 10 yes
0: arizona just hired tommy lloyd you take the lead on arizona because i think that it's Almost everything that you're looking for from a job, especially given that there is a relative dearth of jobs that are this high level on the West Coast.
1: I like them as a, a great spot on the West Coast. The school believes they have the resources. They want you to be good. They have 13,000 fans a night. They really paid Sean Miller. I don't know what Tommy Lloyd's contract is, but I'm sure it's it's on par toward the the upper tier of this. Lute Olson won there. Sean Miller, he, he was kind of dogged a little bit for not making the Final Four when he was there, but still won. We've gone over that on past pods, multiple Pac-12 titles, and I believe Tommy Lloyd should win there. Of It can be a, a destination place, and you can dip into the talent-rich area like California to get guys and has enough of a national appeal that you can get guys on the East Coast, too, that will pop up and end up at Arizona.
0: So the thing with Arizona is that it has... Now, multiple coaches very clearly like Lute Olson is pretty synonymous with Arizona and Arizona. Like, look, it, it's not an exaggeration to say that they had a, a a bit of a bit of a questionable transition out of the Lute Olson era.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they did, and, and as soon as was, the words come out my mouth, like you get a kid from New York, you know, okay, I'm on. Right. You can get a kid nationally. Uh, yeah, they they had some hiccups. Yes.
0: Yeah, like we've we've got Kevin O'Neill uh we've got russ pinnell uh by the way shout out that russ pinnell year they went to the sweet 16 if i remember correctly right
1: people if people sneaky forget about that too yeah
0: yeah like and then sean takes over and they kind of take off again right they go to god i think three elite eights two other sweet 16s um really really impressive run and then the bottom kind of fell out due to the ncaa stuff here and they've just now started to kind of figure their shit out again but multiple high level track records of success here um you know lute olsen uh, won a title went to another national championship game uh the history is absolutely real uh the pros that they can sell very real um the facilities like everyone that goes to arizona says that like it's an unbelievable place like going to tucson like it look people in tucson care about the suns but like it's still tucson like it's the only game in town for uh the university of arizona so yeah i think this is a really high level job i think that uh the fact that it's in an easier league which, let's just be real about it. like Pac-12, if you're a coach, going to the Pac-12 is more attractive than having to compete against all those good coaches in the Big Ten. Um, I think that's what pushed it just slightly over Michigan and Michigan State for me.
1: Yeah, and as I'm trying to word this correctly here, it's not the we were kind of knocking Gonzaga a little bit for their league being winnable, but... Also, as a downfall, like the Pac-12 had a, a great year this year as a whole, late as it came on with, with UCLA and, and Oregon State, especially and USC had their moments. So th- there's going to be quality wins that you get and quality games you get every single season. You don't have to worry about just running through the league from top to bottom. And I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, but the draft thing's a good point, too. It seemed for a long run there that every year, every other year arizona had a kid that was in the first round or slated to be the first round they were never lacking for talent
0: okay the next school is also a pac 12 school number nine ucla you had ucla a little bit higher than this the reason that i pushed you to move ucla a bit lower despite the track record of success and despite the fact that it's in beautiful sunny los angeles uh if not my favorite place on the earth uh probably in the top five uh los angeles is just beautiful god i miss you los angeles i'm happy to be in melbourne but god (laughs) that's an aside um ucla's athletic department with the kind of ill-fated under armor deal and the resources that they have from the former pros like kevin love and uh, russell westbrook have really input money into the program they have beautiful practice facilities Those are great. The Under Armour deal, they got it. Didn't necessarily work out as well as they were hoping, I think. Having said that, I don't mean to take shots here at the UCLA fan base, but like it's a little bit fickle um, in terms of if they're not great, then it can turn into a circumstance. Where people tend not to get to the uh, game on time and will just kind of filter in, and the atmosphere isn't as awesome. Uh, having said that, like when Lonzo was there, that place was fucking rocking and it was awesome <laughs> yeah. and it ruled. Right. Like, yep. It was amazing. But, like, you go to Michigan State, like, Michigan State's going to be fucking crazy if they're this year. You know what I mean? Um, If they're this year's level of.
1: You have more options than Los Angeles, I would argue. You do. More social options. Yeah.
0: That is indeed correct. (laughs) That is correct. It's it's a great job. The location's amazing. You have incredible access to incredible players. Mm -hmm. You know, the fan base the history is incredible like jim herrick won a title there ben Howland took the team to three straight final fours um you know you have kareem you have bill walton you have all of the guys who are in the nba right now like drew holiday that played at ucla um i think that the the weather the location is the selling point over arizona in my opinion but man I, i will say this too like you're gonna feel the heat if you don't win you don't go to the sweet 16 you don't go to the final four like very quickly you're going to feel the heat at ucla because those uh those expectations are real
1: yeah when you have 11 national championships and john wooden's success and pyramid of success and there's different athletic department people now but we could do a, a whole different podcast on the ben holland experience and the success he had there and i guess it still wasn't up to that standard you checked all the boxes I had. It, it's just always going to be considered a blue blood, especially for me, West coast power out in the pack 12. It, it's going to be, hey, I'm not saying it's the best job in the country by any means, but when you start talking about the best jobs, it has to be in that top handful.
0: Okay. The next one is Ohio state. People are going to look at this and go, why the fuck is Ohio state ahead of UCLA?
1: <laughs> Cause you went there, right?
0: Probably. Um, Here's the thing about Ohio State. You've literally everything you could ever want in terms of resources, like every single thing imaginable that you want in terms of money, in terms of budget, in terms of um, practice facilities, in terms of just every single little thing that you need, you're going to get it at Ohio State. They, they will pay whatever the money is because they have so much money from the football program and from like all of these different little like monetary like things that they come in that are able to come in that it is just an unbelievable advantage on top of that, similar to Texas. If you're not great at Ohio state, like it's pretty okay. Like you're going to get real job security and patience at that job to kind of figure things out. If you don't come in and just hit the ground running like in Indiana, you're going to have to come in and hit the ground running immediately. Uh, Honestly, I think at Michigan State, like, those fans are probably going to expect you to hit the ground running immediately. At Ohio State, like, nobody even looks at the basketball program until February.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No one looks, but there's a top seven job. Yeah. Yeah, What stands out for me, and I think I had them eighth initially, is you do, despite what you're saying, they do two years ago, the average attendance was 14,000. Yep. They pay their head coach. Multiple guys have won there. Jim O'Brien had success. Thad Mata had success. Chris Holton's having success. You do have support throughout the entire athletic department. And didn't go there. Can't speak to it. But I've been told, a great college campus as well.
0: Unbelievable college campus. Uh, arguably one of my favorites, given that I went there. And I absolutely <laughs> right. love it. Um, but man, it's just incredible. And the other thing about this is like, look... I don't like the arena. Like, shot and scene center is not very good. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of cavernous. Like, I, I think that that's the reason that like I had it below Indiana, um, which is still coming on this list. Like, it's just like cavernous in a weird way to where like the fans, like you go to Duke and the fans are just fucking at the like court level, right? There's right yeah, on top smaller, of people. but yeah, right. Fog Allen, it's just right on top of people. Like the shot and scene center is more of like an NBA arena. To where everyone's kind of like pushed back a little bit. And it's not as you don't get that crazy home court advantage, unfortunately, that you get at a lot of colleges. But I just think that given the crazy intense resources, it's like knockoff Texas in terms of (laughs) like college
1: Texas top five job. Yeah.
0: College basketball jobs like you're going to get every single thing that you need there. You're going to get time to do it. And there's enough talent there to where you can go out and get kids. Like it's just kind of it's kind of everything that you're looking for. I think from a job if you're um, if you're looking for a job as a head coach, it just doesn't have that like crazy fan base and crazy home court advantage.
1: Yeah, just lacks that crazy blue blood pop, I guess, of the home court arena of maybe a place like Michigan State, where you said the the fan base pushes it over the top on campus every day.
0: Yeah, and look, they've been to I think it's like five national title games. Like the history's there too. Um, you know, they have pros. Like you don't have to worry about that. Like it's easy to sell the fan base. You know what I mean? Like it's of course. Yeah, it, it's it's a good job. Okay, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with the top seven. We're talking about players securing the bag when they get drafted in June. I need to tell you about securing your internet connection with NordVPN. What is a VPN? It's a virtual private network. A VPN reroutes your traffic through a remote server encrypting it in the process. This is gonna hide your location from your ISP hackers and from other people looking to get your data. Everybody knows that I watch as many movies as I can. I think I've probably watched like 40 or 50 this year already. As somebody who's always on the go, connecting to public Wi-Fi is a necessity, but it's also just a goldmine for hackers. That's where Nord comes in, creating a secure tunnel for my data to travel through away from prying guys. There are other benefits to Nord as well. Your browsing history is yours and yours alone. Your virtual location is masked from those who seek to track your every move. It's like having a force field around your online identity. Nord VPN also goes the extra mile with threat protection. Malware, trackers, dodgy ads, they're all going to get blocked. It's like having a shop blocking big around your devices 24-7. Game Theory is offering an exclusive deal for NordVPN. You're going to get four extra months and up to 75% off subscriptions. Just head to nordvpn.com slash gametheory, G-A-M-E-T-H-E-O-R-Y, to claim your account. Plus, With Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to nordvpn.com slash gametheory to claim your account. nordvpn.com slash gametheory. Guys, I can't emphasize enough uh, how much I use Nord every day of my life. Uh, Nord is a fantastic sponsor for us. So go support Nord, and it's a great product. So nordvpn.com slash gametheory. Okay, number 7. Indiana. Are Indiana fans going to be angry or are they going to that they're this low or are they going to be like, "Oh yeah, like this is probably a little too high." Like I can't tell
1: mm, with Indiana. There's general fans. anger anyway I feel like, and that's part of the the highs and lows of taking the Indiana job that people do think that it's still the Bob Knight era and it should be as successful as they were during that time. So you'll probably have a mixed bag of highs and lows.
0: This is another job where I think we're still trying to figure out how good the job is in the post Bob Knight era. And it's been a while, by the way, like Bob Knight has been gone for two decades now. It's kind of crazy to think that, but like Bob Knight has not been there for two decades and Bob Knight very clearly raised the level of the program to an exceptional like high and because of that a crazy amount of resources come in assembly hall is a really great place to go watch a basketball game um the fans are incredible they really care like the fan base there is unbelievable you're gonna have guys showing up every single game and you're not gonna have to worry about it they're gonna pay Like Woj just reported that Indiana was willing to offer Brad Stevens like $70 million. Um, They're paying Mike Woodson, I think, like $3 million a year. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable how good that job is, given that like it is like, look, it's not in the middle of nowhere necessarily, but like it's in Indiana. It's in more of a rural state, but the state is so basketball crazy that it's a self-sustaining recruiting place too
1: this job really has those kids yeah i
0: I would say that like there is like a mini tier here from 12 to 8 for us and then like 765 is another tier and then the top four are a tier beyond that even like i I would say like this is a indiana's job is just exceptional i think I think it's a really
1: good job. The Hoosier hysteria. The state is obsessed with basketball. All the way down from youth to, to high school basketball games as well. The kids grow up or should grow up dreaming to play for Indiana. They've had some success, more success lately with in-state kids. Mike Woodson hit the ground running, and who said he had to hit the ground running? He did with a with a good staff and retaining kids and just got Tamar Bates to commit. That kind of speaks to when a kid like Tamar Bates, who had an unbelievable senior season just now at IMG Academy and was was committed to go to Texas and decommitted with a coaching change, to consider Indiana with everything that he had, I think also speaks volumes to the, the history of it. And now you have a, a former NBA coach and they have all the pieces there. You have a rabid fan base that it's, it's a top five-ish job regardless of kind of the facilities and what i would say is at times unreal expectations
0: Uh, i'm just gonna note too uh tamar bates is really good (laughs)
1: Yes, he is. Yeah. And Tamar- you know, you know what the, my favorite part about him is he's gotten so much better. He played on Under Armour Circuit with Casey Run, GMC, and they lost a 17U year because of COVID stuff. When he played 16U, who's kind of just a, a mid-range shooter, but strong, tough. I liked him. thought he was more of a high major minus kid. And then when he ended up at IMG this year, I was like, oh, buddy, this is a different player.
0: Yeah, Like, Tamar Bates right now is number 44 composite, it looks like. Um According to two four seven, he ain't that. He is. He is. I don't know if I want to say drastically better than that, but like Ohio State has Malachi Branham coming in next year. Um, I like Tamar Bates more than I like Malachi Branham, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, as a player. Uh, well, with with Tamar too, and maybe we talk about a draft pod eventually. He, he is this kind of culture carrier type guy where he plays so hard and he he raises the level of intensity on the court on both ends too.
0: Like. Like, Kentucky has, like, Nolan Hickman coming in. Um, I, I think that Tamar Bates is better than Nolan Hickman. Like, I think that Tamar Bates is, like, a top 25 player in this class, I think. Maybe i haven't i shouldn't say that because like i haven't seen all of the kids in this class necessarily as much as you have um so i, I retract that because i just haven't seen enough of like the top <laughs> 50 it. kids no,
1: it's, it's it's difficult though because no one really has and you'd be lying yeah. to say you are there there are limited scouting opportunities and people have seen them sure they've played on some national games but you, you haven't seen the the full spring and summer of all these kids and, and playing against each other too
0: yeah um Maybe the better way to put it is, like, Tamar Bates, like, of the guys I've seen that are in that, like, four or five, like, borderline area, um, Tamar Bates is better than most of them, I would say.
1: Um, Should be a difference maker there.
0: Yeah, should be a very real difference maker there. Okay, number six. That's an aside. Louisville. The reason Louisville is here is purely like they pump everything into that basketball program no, no coach will ever go wanting for anything that they could ever want at louisville
1: and the fans treat it like an nba franchise they're, absolutely uh, they're they're rock stars they're celebrities i mean i, I don't know how you want to the, dictate the asterisks of vacated final fours and national championships but they have a they, they have a few <laughs> yeah two three eight final fours ten final fours whatever it, it's a handful you, uh the last you know what happened
0: coaches, you know what happened in those games they won the games i don't give yeah, a that's, fuck that's about what vacating they told me they, yeah
1: they didn't do the the minority port or, or men in black thing to erase my memory so i right to me they to me they still won the games and the last two coaches there have won National championships too, if I'm not mistaken, prior to to Chris Mack, which shows the you're able to do that with with more than just one head coach.
0: Yep. No, I think that's totally right. Um, anything else on Louisville? It's kind of like a simple one. Like it's
1: uh, no, it's ma- simple. Huge, huge fan support. They pay their coach well. Uh, it's it, it's in a region where they can go out and get guys, and they have and there's there's success, a, a long run of success. They've pumped money into facilities into their dorms into their fitness stuff. It it checks a lot of boxes.
0: Yeah. We might have messed up not having them ahead of Texas at number five. Texas is number five. Um, The thing about Texas is that, A, they will pay an insane amount of money. B, the amount of money that they are willing to pay also filters into every single thing that they offer all of their coaches and staff. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but have you seen the coaching staff that Chris Beard has put together? Uh, at Texas.
1: Oh man, you, you haven't been on Twitter lately, but I sure have.
0: Um, oh man, um, just just an outrageous staff in every way, shape, and form. And the only way that you can get Chris Ogden to leave UT Arlington, Chris Ogden was making you know real money at UT Arlington as a head coach. Jaren's Howard was considered, or is considered. One of the like up and coming great recruiters in the Big Twelve, Rodney Terry was making. I think the number was like seven hundred at UTEP.
1: <laughs> this is the confusion of the the one point one million. He's he's making that much there, and we're laughing though he's making more as an assistant coach now.
0: Like, um, and then they have like Ulrich Maligi, Bob Donnell. Yeah, Ulrich Yur-
1: Yur- like. is is really good. Who came with them? Um, Bob dude we're also missing that on the carryover for staff. I'm assuming Matthew McConaughey is still on as Minister of Culture. <laughs> if there's a better staff, I haven't seen it.
0: No, this is the best staff in the country. And.
1: You said that. I'm turning my phone off.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll delete that. i delete it. <laughs>
1: um, or keep running.
0: This is an incredible amount of resources to put into a staff the only way that you end up with a staff like this, like most coaches wouldn't even like ask to get a staff like this. They'd be like, Oh yeah. Like we, can we go out and get like one or two of these guys? The only way you can go out and get them is by putting like $4 million into the, um, like bank of
1: yeah assistant pool. Yeah.
0: Assistant pool. Yeah. That's what it's called. My brain broke for a second. Um, and say, go get whoever you want. And like, so I mean like, I'm sure you've like, my text message is blown up with like, you know, hearing what Chris Beard got in his like the amenities that Chris Beard got, like in his um, contract. I mean, it, it's going to be the, the amount of money that you get to go to Texas is unbelievable. The amount of resources that you get is unbelievable. Um, and all, you get all of this while having a job where people like care about basketball in the Big 12 for sure. Um, and people care about basketball at texas but like i mean you're gonna get some time because texas football is everything um it's the only thing that like truly matters um the the other thing is the downside of this is that yeah football is like the thing that matters but from what I gather, like their home court advantage, like isn't awesome either, right?
1: No, just digging through the the numbers, their attendance was under ten thousand a night uh, two years ago. But going back to the the, just the Chris Beard staff, real quick too, with him having the success at Texas Tech it probably also forced the hand of I'll come but this is who I want for my guys with me in the assistant coaches pool. And they're like, all right, if that's if that's the number, that's what it takes, like we'll do it. And right. talk about hit the ground running. Like they've brought in guys immediately and you're still in and we says about A this talent rich state that's home to dozens of big twelve level talent players, each recruiting class and now with the transfer thing, a lot of guys want to come back home. Budget resources, facilities you have Kevin Durant as an alum of the school. It's it's right there. the The fan support will get there if and when, and it's more so when for me that Chris Beard and the Longhorns get back to uh, kind of this upper level of of program and school basketball wise that they probably belong in.
0: And then on top of that, like you have all the recruiting budget you need as well. Like it's not just like assistant pool staff, like Chris Beard is going to be able to go wherever he wants, whenever he wants to go get these kids.
1: Yes, he is. And uh, I laugh because I, I think the article I read said that when he signed his contract, him and the athletic director were eating McDonald's breakfast in a hotel room. And then it said he signed for like $5 million. And I was like, I don't know how many McDonald's breakfasts he's going to have after this, but good for him.
0: Yeah. Probably still many because Chris Beard (laughs) is who he is.
1: It rules. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But, uh, nonetheless, like, <clears throat> I, I kind of thought that, like, I'd have Louisville and Indiana ahead of Texas initially. The amount of money that they've shelled out this offseason in their coaching search, just, like, it it has to push Texas to five. Like, I think it has to push them to the top of this, like, little mini tier.
1: It, it It's five, and maybe in three years we revisit this list. It could be a little sneaky higher, too.
0: Yeah, it could be. Okay. Number four. And I think you could rank these top four teams in any order. I I genuinely do. Um, I I don't want to get yelled at. So I genuinely believe you could rank them in any order, period. Okay. Duke is number four. And the reason for that is I don't think we know what the post-Coach K era is going to look like. And maybe that's like a little bit unfair, right? Um, This... Team is this is still a top four job in the country unquestionably because they're going to pour money into this program. It is absolutely a flagship program within the entirety of college basketball. And look, like it had success before K got there. Like K is not the first person to go to Duke and win games. Right? Like it happened. It, it they went to, to the not, end
1: not to this level. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like they went to the NCAA championship game under Bill Foster, like in 1978. Like it's it's not a uh, it's not a nothing job. And I think that like it's still going to be successful long term. But man, the much in the same way that John Thompson casts a shadow on the Georgetown program. I think that Kay is going to cast a shadow on the Duke program to where I just wonder what it looks like. Where when he's gone. Um, they don't really have, like, a guy set up next, which is fine. Like, you don't have to have the next guy set. Uh, most of the jobs on this list don't have the next guy set. Um, but I, I just don't know what it's going to look like beyond that. Um, and that, that confuses me. I don't know what to do with Duke. Do you, the, the positives here are unquestionably that Duke has, like, arguably, like, the best amenities in the country Um outside of like one other program that'll be at number one and number, two, uh, even like Texas. Um, you know, the home court advantage is unbelievable. An incredible home court advantage. Like it's splitting hairs at the top here. It's un- undeniably just like you don't, you can't go wrong picking one or the other. Um, but this program is built on K and it's, hard like it's hard to know what this is going to look like after i guess
1: they're so synonymous with each other with duke and coach k and you can make the argument for a couple other schools where we'll mention here shortly thereafter but he's been there since 1980 so for me i guess it would be recency biased to say (laughs) for that long a period of time forty. years or whatever it is but they've had 42 first round picks i think i counted 28 in the lottery five national championships the the, like we don't even have to to run down the the accolades of what they've been able to to do one of the best if not the best home court advantages in college basketball they they pay him uh, uh plenty of money i don't know what that number will be for the next head coach but yeah just my hesitation is what it looks like for the person who has to fill coach k's sneakers. Whenever that actually happens, whether that's a, a guy within the Duke family or not, it's going to be a, a tough thing to kind of establish your own spin on things where if you talk a couple of these other jobs immediately, the new head coach can kind of say, we're keeping the, the past traditions, but this is the new way of, of doing it.
0: And then on top of it, I mean, look like this is Duke is one of the 15 best schools in the country, something like that, like 10 best schools. I, I don't know what the rankings are. Right. Um it's hard to get kids into Duke,
1: theoretically.
0: Like theoretically, yeah. It, how, how much will that change if Kay leaves? Like, will we? Yeah, it
1: could, it could. There, there are academic standards. You can't just get anybody in, and it, it is a little right. bit higher. I, I don't know how it balances with some of the other places we've mentioned. Definitely somewhat of a concern. I, I wouldn't call it like a, a crazy thing to worry about, but it does give you a little bit of pause.
0: Yeah, and when we're talking about this top tier, like. It's all splitting hairs. You know what I mean? Like Duke has one of the you know two best fan bases in the league. It has um, a history synonymous with success beyond only one other school in the league and maybe even like two or three other schools in the country. Um, you're going to get ex- you're going to get exposure if you go to Duke. Like you're oh, going to no be seen yeah, yeah. everywhere.
1: Um, Part of the brotherhood.
0: You're part of the brotherhood at that point yeah um the amount of money the amount of uh resources they throw into recruiting the amount of um like players in the area by the way too like north carolina um you can go up the coast a little bit and find really good players like duke is also a national brand to where even after k leaves they're probably still going to be able to get players so um a genuinely elite job I i had it just at number four and i had it Below, for instance, Kansas um, at number three. So I'll let you take the lead on Kansas. Uh, What do you think of this Kansas job?
1: James Naismith, the inventor of basketball coach there and started the basketball program in 1898. Wilt Chamberlain is an alum. You have the allure of Allen Fieldhouse. 15 first-round picks since Bill Self was there. Like some of these others, they are the show in town. Uh, that's where people like really put you on this other pro-athlete type of, of feel vibe. It, it doesn't feel like a, a college town. It feels like another pro team. You have a rabid fan base. also gets very loud in there. And uh, the level of success Bill Self's had, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. They average 16,000 fans a night. They pay him a ton of money. Uh, I, I think that for Bill Self larry brown has won there i think the next guy it's you never want to follow a legend like him either but it's set up where if it were somebody i'm trying to think of even like a name who could be we don't have to do that right now but it wouldn't be as big of a a bump or an adjustment period as it would i would argue at duke with like a coach guy
0: okay so the the last coaches at kansas dick harp which what a name
1: (laughs) oh wait what year what year was uh, that?
0: 1956
1: to 1964. Okay, good. I was like, I don't think I know Mr. Harp. Okay, <laughs> no, no offense to Dick Harp and his family. I, I just, it's a long time ago.
0: Don't you don't know Dick? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, um, so he coached Wilt Chamberlain. So obviously went to a national championship game. Yes. Uh, lost by one point in triple overtime. It's like the greatest game in NCAA history or whatever. Um, next coach Ted Owens. Went to multiple Final Fours. Next coach is Larry Brown. Larry Brown obviously won a title there with Danny and the Miracles. Roy Williams is next. Roy Williams obviously an incredible track record of success. Bill Self is next. Bill Self incredible track record of success. National championship, fourteen straight Big Twelve titles. Like it's a self it's a self sustaining job at the end of the day. And then like after uh, if you go beyond Dick Harp, it's. William O. Hamilton, who I don't know anything about. Let's just be very clear about that. Um, but the coach before that is Fog Allen, who has the co- the like damn court named after him. So, <laughs> yeah, that helps. Yeah. Like, look, <laughs> it's just a the reason that it's ahead of Duke is that it's all of the same amenities, all of the same home court advantages, all of the same, um, resources, money pumped into the program, national brand. Maybe you can make a case that like Duke is the national brand of college basketball, whereas Kansas is like a top five national brand. I won't parse hairs with that. That's fine. But every single coach at Kansas has had a ridiculous
1: (laughs) right, right. But that's kind of but we're saying that though, I don't want to say it's unfair because Coach has just been there for, for so long, but when you're there since 1980 it's like you didn't even have the opportunity for those next rung tier of guys to show that you can also do this at duke
0: yeah i get that i think that's reasonable i also went back to 1956
1: yeah you dug um, yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like i i totally get that and i think it's like completely reasonable um for you to bring that up um number 2 north carolina i'll let you take the lead on north carolina
1: I went back and forth initially with Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, what that was because yes, it, it, it is splitting hairs, and if those, I mean, well, North Carolina just did open that kept in the family with elevating Hubert Davis, Duke and Kansas, the line would be significant for really upper tier head coaches, maybe NBA guys trying to get those jobs. With North Carolina, the pay was very good. I'm sure Hubert Davis still being paid well. 20,000 fans a night, seven national championships. You have the Michael Jordan affiliation. You have the mystique of the Dean Dome, the history of of Dean Smith there. You get kids on campus, and they can breathe in that this is the place that, that Michael Jordan played. The national championships were won. You're in a great area. You are the show. It's not a football school. This is a basketball school. There's everything that you would need as a recruiting tool in base at that school, then I would say almost anywhere else and maybe the, the number one school on the list. I, I think it's very close with Duke, but I, I, yeah. did, I did give North Carolina a little bit of a nod.
0: I think all three of these are just so close. Like, it's really splitting hairs. The reason that I, went, I gave North Carolina the nod was just like the history of pros versus Duke's history of pros. And I think that as we enter an era where more and more kids only care about getting to the NBA, that it wouldn't surprise me if like North Carolina being to pitch, being able to pitch uh, Michael Jordan, et cetera, uh, is a little bit more effective than Duke, but Duke has also built like a national brand on like the one and done. Um,
1: Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, you have, it's, you have Zion Williamson, you have Brandon Ingram, you have Jason Tatum. Like they've been able to do it recently yeah. too. But sure, the the depth of North Carolina with maybe more success through the years, and, and Duke was knocked on that for a while. But they've definitely turned the corner into being really good, productive pros.
0: And, and look, by the way, like North Carolina has had incredible highs with two of their long term coaches. Like Dean Smith was there, wins many you know, whatever, like multiple national titles, etc. Right? Um, Roy Williams is there, wins multiple national titles, unbelievable success, etc. They had the down period with two coaches in the middle there with Bill Guthridge and Matt Doherty to where it wasn't as successful. Right? Like, we don't necessarily
1: know Talk about that, yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: We don't necessarily know for sure, like, this job has proven, maybe is the way to put it, that it's not a guarantee that you're going to win games every year um, in North Carolina. It's pretty close. Like look, Bill Guthridge went 20, went 80 and 28 in his three years. Um, tied an NCAA record for most wins by a coach after three years, went to a final four twice in his time. Um, and then he retired. So like, look like Bill Guthridge was not a bad coach, but Matt Doherty era didn't really work. And part of the reason the Matt Doherty era didn't really work was that Bill Guthridge like wasn't recruiting as well when Doherty got there. So I- I'm, I'm just saying like this job is not immune to downturns necessarily either, but I do think that there's a bit more of a track record of certainty that it will be good going forward now with Roy gone. Then I do that Duke will be like at a top five level with, k departing at some point you know within the next 10 years i don't know when k is gonna leave but five seems like a short amount of time for some reason to me
1: 10's a long time yeah
0: i know even five is a long time but like doesn't seem like k is anywhere near stopping um yeah it's really close like honestly i mean you want to rank duke at two i get it
1: yeah there's there's downturns too and the team we may mention next like they've They've had sure. their moments too, where they haven't been as as elite in, in top five teams. And Duke's had their bumps here and there too. They'll they'll have down seasons, but again, just the history is always going to carry these teams and and keep them in the same conversation. And it, it'll be hard pressed for I would just say like these top four to kind of have somebody else enter the conversation.
0: I think so too. I think these are like the clear top four jobs in the country, um, all time. The Carolina Duke rivalry is one fourteen or one forty one and one fourteen in favor of North Carolina. So there well,
1: don't do throw up that graphic like the the last twenty games the score is you know, yeah one thousand seventy two to one thousand seventy one. Like, I don't right. know who's, who's keeping these stats handy and ready to go, but yeah, it's their I don't want to say interchangeable because they'll go nuts that one's a public school, one's a private school, and we have this, you have that. But they're, it, you can't escape each other when you're on Tobacco Road and yeah. so close.
0: Yeah. It's crazy that two of the top four jobs in the country are this close to one another, just in terms yeah. of like and, geography. And, and,
1: and students hang out at the, the different schools, too. It's wild. Yeah.
0: Okay. The top job's Kentucky.
1: Oh, I had to boo you. I had to give you some reaction because people probably knew it was coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, just everything that you could want. They pay John Calipari eleven thousand hundred million dollars a
1: year. <laughs> All um, the money. Yeah.
0: W- w- do you know what John Calipari's buyout is?
1: <laughs> uh, I do because I, I looked at it previous to, to us going on the air. But I'll, I'll let you unveil it because of the absurdity of the 11000000 that he makes per year.
0: Yeah, John Calipari's buyout's $54 million.
1: <laughs> There's got to be some language in there where you can wiggle out of it, but that's uh, that's got to be comforting, knowing that that's what it takes to get you out of there.
0: Yeah, J- John Calipari, $54 million buyout. Shout out, John Calipari. Just okay. flexing yeah. on everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Rupp Arena, incredible home court advantage, incredibly like rabid, unbelievable fan base. They're trying to pay Orlando Antigua a million dollars a year to be an assistant there. They were paying Kenny Payne a million dollars a year to be an assistant there. Every single amount of money that you could want, every single dollar, uh, every single recruiting budget, every single assistant pool dollar that you could want. You've got it at Kentucky. Um, every amenity in terms of facility, every amenity in terms of um, like nutrition and what, whatever you're looking for, like it's it's Kentucky. Like it's unbelievable.
1: They're actually they were second in attendance, just by like a thousand off to to Syracuse for highest in country for seasons 31 first round picks under john calipari 19 in the lottery they're in the sec have the eight national championships and the fans really the the support is is crazy and i say that because i played there during the tubby smith era 2000 whatever six or so and two things really stuck out to me first they have like a a program that you buy or, or whatever that has the, the, the pregame stats and they have like a page for donors. And if you go to like some schools, the page will be like, I don't know, five names or whatever. They have like the tiniest print ever and squeeze like a million names into like five pages. Like that's how much people care about giving back to the program. We went and they weren't very good at the time. They still beat us by 20, but. With like 60 minutes to go on the clock, normally you get out there shooting around. There's you know, a few people there, some ticket takers, guys selling popcorn. It's filled. Like, the, the place is wild. They have pyrotechnics. They have smoke shows, smoke going off everywhere. Uh, it's just an incredible atmosphere at Rupp Arena. And when they're, when they're good, they're a little bit louder. When they're bad, they'll, they'll still be loud and let you know. And they're not going anywhere.
0: Last, uh, let's go back to nineteen thirty.
1: at kentucky we're in like the 30s and 50s today it's pretty good yeah 1930
0: 1972 is eight all for up like you know legendary all-time coach 1972 to 85 is joe b hall joe b hall won a national championship eddie sutton gets the job in 1985 for four years elite eight i believe in the first year and then was 25 and five in the third third or fourth year and then like had the like scandal or whatever and they had a two, two season postseason ban like all, all that thing um, next is Rick Pitino Rick Pitino won a national title correct yeah Pitino won a title right
1: yeah
0: I'm like losing my mind here for a second um, next is Tubby Smith Tubby Smith won a title next is Billy Gillespie which uh, bad bad very bad um, yeah Billy Gillespie was the wrong hire there Uh, What a what a disaster! And then John Calipari, two thousand nine to present, uh, obviously has won a title, been to many Final Fours, and has built Kentucky uh, into the one and done brand that it is now. So just ridiculous! Like it's absolutely unbelievable that since nineteen thirty they've had one blip, basically, um, in terms of it not working at Kentucky. It's just it's the best job in the country, I think.
1: They, They also expect it to work, though, too. I mean, they they, do. they, 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 want you to win final fours. They, they prefer national championships. And even when you have 25 wins, they're going to let you know about those five losses. And if you lost in sweet 16 and you had all this talent, all these first round guys, why don't you do more? So you, you do have to live with that. And knowing that it, it's definitely Camelot, but the, the fans there expect, <laughs> they expect Camelot on the back end too. They want championships. Yeah.
0: Um, just absolutely insane. In my opinion. Um, okay that's the top 25 list who is gonna yell at us most
1: oh I, I haven't really we, we've done mostly draft stuff so people for the most part are are pretty nice and pretty pleasant I'm <laughs> guessing <laughs> I'm guessing this is a different world for for me maybe for you I don't know NC state probably uh, I don't think Louisville fans will be that mad about where they are maybe Indiana like I don't think any there's gonna be any deep state like UCLA fans mad about where they are. Yeah, I don't know. Which one, which one do you kind of think?
0: Um, you could tell me Syracuse fans are upset at 20. Um, I, I think NC State fans will be mad. Um, Wisconsin and Purdue fans, I think, are the sneaky ones. That
1: Yeah, some, some, some Big really Ten. There's us. a lot of Big Ten love, and they weren't really mentioned in the same category, right. I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have some concerns. But... <laughs> This was fun. This is a perfect like downtime, um, like in the middle of like, you know, draft prospects just starting to work out. And also after the NCAA season in the middle of the coaching carousel or right at the end of the coaching carousel, just kind of a perfect little um, little downtime activity. I felt like for us to do on the podcast.
1: It was sort of like somebody dropped an idea in the ideas box. We just read it and said, let's do that. It's good. Yo, Love You that. had the conversation. Me, too. Let's do it. Let's do the ideas box
0: amazing it's my favorite thing on the planet um penny tell the people what's going on in your life
1: what's going on in my life just trying to gear up here for july live period dates stuff being lifted know more about that in the next few weeks but For the time being, I'm beating my head watching old game film and G League Ignite and EuroLeague and trying to just keep up on all the draft happenings on Twitter, Matt underscore Penny. I'm I'm there. I'm available. Don't yell at us too much. A Little bit's good. Not too much.
0: Go go see Matt at one of his uh, events and yell at him, please.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Hey, dummy, NC State should be 15. All right, man. Good to see you.
0: He's the tall one. yeah
1: you'll find me the
0: tall one on the sidelines yeah (laughs) oh my god uh this has been the game theory podcast please remember rate review subscribe Uh, i have a few things that have come out over the past week and weekend and i think i have to file a mock draft early next week which uh oh boy uh that'll be that'll be enjoyable um thank you for listening hopefully you don't yell at us too much until next time though we'll talk soon bye